Throw some chestnuts in the fire and bring your reindeer inside because it's Christmas time and you know what that means. Grab another bowl of Christmas spaghetti and call in the family because it's time for the Charles Austin Reluctant Christmas Special. Hope you're ready for one whole hour of wholesome Christmas entertainment, including songs, stories, treats, and drinks, and some of the best celebrity guests who didn't have anything else on their schedule. Welcome to the show. Let's hear it for our house band, the Holly Jolly Shredders. All the stars are here with celebrity chef Dip Spitwell, video game legend Chris Medson, Kirby Shorty, the shy medium, car salesman Jimmy Midgar, Little Dirty Rodney, the Christmas orphan. Don't forget that the reason for the season is giving, and we are happy to partner with Studies for Kids, a charity that helps children get studies. And we will be joined by the charity's founder, Lane Svensson. Lines will be open and your donation will go a long way in getting some of these kids' studies. Call in at 1-800-1886 and we will guide you through the donation process. Now let's get to the man of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, Charles Austin. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Christmas is here, but you wouldn't know it from looking at Congress. I mean, they've got the Republicans who are red, right? But where's the Green Party? And I can tell you this about the holidays in Washington. It's going to be a white Christmas for sure. Because of Joe Biden's mayo white bread ass in the White House. (laughs) He looks like a damn ghost of Christmas present because he's so old and his mayo white bread ass makes him look even more like a ghost. Wrinkly old ghost. I don't Do ghosts have wrinkles? You figure like most of them would, right? Because they probably died like old, but... What can I say? Congress is at it again. Yeah, they're talking about raising the debt ceiling. I know, I groaned too. Santa didn't like the news either. He said that the debt ceiling in Congress is so high right now, he's going to have to team up with SpaceX to reach the damn chimney (laughs) and dump all his coal down it for all the wicked Congress people. You know, the debt ceiling nowadays is so high that Rudolph almost crashed into it. It's so high that the elves can see it from the North Pole. Even scientists in outer space said it's easier for them to see the debt ceiling than the damn Great Wall of China. And how come we don't have one of those yet? Maybe for Christmas, Santa could bring us an American Great Wall? I bet Congress would really like that, outsourcing good construction jobs to elves in the North Pole. And by the way, I don't mean anything political like a border wall. I just mean like a big ass wall we could put wherever. Like it could start inside the Grand Canyon and go to like, I don't know, Washington, D.C. So maybe we can put a damn wall between those Democrats and Republicans. Seems like they'd like that since they're always, you know, quarreling and a fussing. Hmm. What else? What else? What's in the news? Uh, Oh, yeah. Christmas is here. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've been celebrating Christmas at my place. You know, I've got so much damn tinsel on my tree. I was like, am I in Hollywood? The famous movie town, which is known for its tinsel? Because that's honestly what it felt like looking at my tree. And the star on top was shining super bright too. Just like the various stars of the silver screen in Tinsel Town. Kind of funny how that works out, you know? But uh, yeah, we've got a great show for you tonight. Lots of celebrities. Big names that I'm not going to mention, but uh, I'd get a lot of applause if I did. 
it's just that cheap thrills like that don't really make me feel anything at all, and I don't really need you fucking trained seals to cheer for these celebs, you know? Woo! Yeah, like that. So, uh, you know, basically, I don't need you guys clapping for me. I don't even need the Christmas season. I kind of don't like Christmas much at all. So why don't we just get through this thing, huh? We should probably just get started, right? Here we've got Lane Svensson from Studies for Kids. This is a great charity that I really believe in. So honored to have him here. So Lane, can you get out here and maybe just say a few words about this great program that you're running? Hey, Charles, thanks for having me on today. Oh, of course. I mean, this charity is fantastic. I'm really glad to be pairing up. Um, I know what it does, but could you maybe explain to everyone else what exactly Studies for Kids is all about? Absolutely. So we started Studies for Kids about uh, eight years ago, and I really thought maybe kids would be more focused on their their own studies in school and doing their homework and eventually moving on to, you know, high school, college, post-grad. <laughs> I remember those years. Or even just focusing on their very own hustles. I mean, kids these days aren't thinking about the future or what they want to do with their 401k or retirement at all. If they have a more mature adult part of their life, maybe maybe that'll help them guide themselves or even their friends down the right path. So, Lane, can I, I say something about this generation's kids? Sure. They're so busy on TikTok that they don't hear the clock going TikTok, TikTok as their future looms. You know, their future adulthood, it's looming. TikTok, TikTok, better answer. Better, <laughs> well, well I guess you don't answer a clock, but you know what I mean? Many kids, I think, don't think about retirement during their childhood, which is a mistake. Big mistake. So maybe to guide them on that way, they could use a study in their home, a place to, you know, read, maybe to sign some papers, maybe to pontificate. I don't know. Oh, my Lord. Like a real old fashioned study. Exactly. So uh, maybe some people are going to be confused then because they probably think it's about helping kids study. But we're actually helping with much, much more than that, aren't we? This seems much more important than helping kids do their homework or whatever. We don't help kids do their homework. We don't tutor them. We don't mentor them. We simply install a study within their home and provide them with things like a desk, lamps, fountain pens, leather-bound chairs, leather-bound books, leather-bound rugs. I think I hear the phone ringing over there. Why don't we take a call from a, from a viewer? Let's do it. You're on the air. Oh, I'm I'm on. This is this is amazing. Yeah, I just I you know I have some questions about the charity. Oh uh, well, what's your name, sir? My name is uh, Bert Cripwell. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, so real quick, like, so if I donate to the charity, right? Like it, you you don't. It, it doesn't help kids study, or is it like education based? It's just that you well, get them like a chair. It seems more like teaching a man to fish. You know what I mean? Where if you have a kid studying, it's like giving him a fish. But if you own a study, then you have a whole lifetime of erudition ahead of you within those storied walls, right? So if you're buying them all this expensive stuff and stuff, like why wouldn't you just like, you know, are these for like rich kids that have rooms for studies? No. Are you like building in an extension? I believe you Lane, say you you're, make a you're kid a extending study. the whole house with a new section, right? Well, we can. Sometimes we can use a, a room that's already in the house or the home that they live in. Do you like run it by the parents or whatever? I mean, this just doesn't seem like 
you know, it would be that fruitful of a charity, if I'm being honest. You know, when I first heard studies for kids, I thought, like, obviously, that's going to be something where it's like, you know, gets tutors. You know, I'd like to donate to kind of like that charity. But I feel like if I donate to this charity, you guys are going to like, like, just buy a kid like what? An Aeron chair and like a, a brandy snifter and like, you know, a bunch of classical music on a record player. Or well, something? I don't think it's really that kind of chair that you are talking about. I think it's more like an Arnold Madsen for Madsen and Schubel mid-century MS30 Danish teak easy lounge chair. It'd be something like that. That's right, Charles. We provide them with something even better than a Herman Miller. We are about class and quality. We're going to we do fill walls and walls with books like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Books that they can read. Okay, so you are going to get them like books. You're going to get them like, you know, if they're kids, you know, right. do you get them like Harry, is it Harry no, Potter? No, 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 like real like good books. Roll doll. No, so it's like, what what kind of books do you like get kids? Like, like are you making them all read Marcus Aurelius or? Well, we could, we could, we could provide that. We could provide that Homer's no, I'm, I Odyssey. Think it'd be, we could provide... You know, Garfield uh, comics or something I think might be like more for like a kid's speed. Have you ever been in a study where there's Garfield comics on the shelf? That would be quite... <laughs> no, I haven't. I, quite I, I juvenile. Haven't. But, you know, I really... I you know, though, I feel like you guys are doing this charity to benefit studies, like the idea of studies more so than kids. Do you think well, kids should be stupid then? how do you know if then? a kid doesn't want to study? I mean, can you... Do you guys have any kids that you got to study for that their like life got better from it? Yeah, all of them. Everyone, okay, every can single you, can one. Can you name one? Like, can they say how it's better? Like, did they do better in school? We are still running the study. It's a 10-year study. So if I give $100 to you guys, like, where does that, how does that, you know, how, what does that break down? Like, how much goes well, to you? Well, that might go much- towards an Arnold Madsen for Madsen and Shubo Mid-Century lounge chair. Are yeah. you talking about the one that's $11,995? The very that's same. That's a great deal. But let me say this. Arnold Madsen makes Herman Miller... Look like Isaac Mizrahi, who I assume sucks because his stuff is sold in Target. I don't know really know anything about him, but his shit is in Target, so it can't be that good, right? Are you asking me? Yeah, it can't be that good. I don't right? know anything about Isaac Mizrahi. Well, then maybe so you should ask dumb about questions. Arnold Madsen? Well, nothing. I'm more of you know I'm an elementary school teacher, and I'm trying to figure out like how this actually helps. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to like derail like your TV program and, and poke a bunch of holes. But, you know, I am, you know, the more I hear about this charity, the more I, you know, I really am concerned about it. I'm not trying to be rude or big dog. You don't think kids should have nice things. Yeah. I just think the money would be better spent, like getting kids what they need, like, you know, food or, you know, know, that seems like your job. You're an elementary school teacher or whatever, right? That's your job to make sure that they have fucking Harry Potter or whatever. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess I may be biased then. Yeah. You're teaching them to, eat a fish. I'm teaching them how to have a lifetime of eating fish. If you show a child Ulysses, they don't want to read Garfield. If that's all they know is Jim Joyce, they're not going to want to read uh, Dilbert or whatever you're giving I just, these kids. I really can't like force children to read James Joyce. I don't think it's even a productive use of their time, you know? It just seems insane that you would call in to criticize a charity. I'm not trying to criticize. I really Day, just wanted more things. information. I just wanted kind of more information. Hmm. But I, well, guess, I think we uh, gave you all the information that you needed. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, you it's clear in. you really, you know, I, you know, I was going to give money. You know, I guess I'll still get. I'll give. Why don't uh, we take the next caller? Can I do twenty dollars? Yeah, twenty bucks is fine. Yeah, Thank we'll you. put you on the line with someone else. One of the losers who takes all the donations and whatever. Later. You guys sound like a shill for Herman Miller, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that guy's deal. I don't. We're I don't not even sponsored, believe him. By the way, we are a nonprofit. Um, we 
Do not accept bribes. We do not advertise. Arnold Madsen is not a sponsor. It's just a very quality product that will last you a lifetime. Yeah, it's just an it's like an example of what these kids are getting with this program. But Lane, you know, I'm glad you're here. We're going to have to keep moving, but thank you for letting everyone know about this wonderful opportunity for these children. Oh, absolutely. And everyone, thank you for contributing. If you call in today and give any amount of money, you will receive a 5% coupon for Piata, which is like Chipotle, but for pasta. Oh my God. And you know, that's making me hungry already. And luckily it's time for our cooking segment with Celebrity Chef. Dip Spitwell, you might have seen him on Who's Got the Juice. Get hey, out of here, Dip. everybody. Where are you? Uh, hey. How you doing? Uh, I got everything set up here for you, Charles. We're going to go ahead and start processing some stuff. I am, of course, celebrity chef Dip Spitwell. You may have seen me from my YouTube channel, The Celeb Chef, or my, yes, from my feature yes, on Vice as the chef that made corn go crazy. So, Dip, my I have seen in- you. I- I've seen you on there. I've seen you on Who's Got the Juice, uh, obviously, but are you a celebrity chef? Does that really make you a celebrity necessarily? Well, uh, to answer that question, uh, there was an article about me in Playboy magazine titled Cooking Up Some Crazy Sex Appeal with Celebrity Chef Dip Spitwell. Oh, my God. uh, You know, you may have seen me on TMZ where I got hit by Drake's car outside of a sex abuse-themed nightclub called The Kitten Corner. Oh, so it seems like you're celebrity adjacent if you're nearby Drake, but you don't know him or talk to him. Oh, you may have also seen me hanging out in Mario Batali's backyard through the window from multiple videos on Mario Batali's OnlyFans. Hmm. I'm grilling. You can see me grilling. But I'm in the background. We're here with celebrity adjacent chef. Oh, actually... You may also know me from my streetwear collaboration with youth fashion icons, the Sucka PP Boys Collective for Fashionable Suckas, where we stained a bunch of white sweatshirts with pizza sauce and sold them for $400 each. Okay, well, you're definitely prolific. Right. But let's see how prolific you oh, are in the you kitchen. You also may know me from my close personal friendship from not only Tom Sandoval, but Kelsey Grammer. Oh, my God. The guy from Cheers? Yeah, yep. He's a good friend of mine. Good guy. You may also know me from my appearance on Good Morning America, where I showed Amy Robach, Mo Rocca, and Oliver North how to make a woke paella that'll drive your teen wild. Wow. I'm also at the Hollywood Bowl a lot. If you bowl, I'm there. Uh, the Okay, like a bowling alley, not the concert venue. Yep. But Charles, I hope you came hungry uh, because I think we're making Christmas shrimp. Got everything here for Christmas mm. shrimp. Well, I'm not too hungry, and I'm not a big seafood guy. I just ate a whole bag of Doritos backstage. But okay. I'm certainly interested to see how these come out. I'm not sure I'm going to eat one with you. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But Well, to be honest, I've never made Christmas sh- uh, shrimp before. You know, mm. I was actually going to make uh, uh, something else. I was going to make, uh, uh, you know, some Christmas-themed smash burgers, and I get in here, your producer, uh, you know, the one with, like, like the cowlick, uh, he said, you're making Christmas shrimp. And I said, you know, what's Christmas shrimp? And then they were like, you know, you don't know what Christmas shrimp is. And so, uh, you know, I got to admit, I uh, I pretended to know what Christmas shrimp is. Um, so I told them I'd make it. So I don't really know. So we're going to make some Christmas shrimp here. I got some Sounds shrimp. Like that guy's got it out for me because I would rather have a burger than a shrimp. I feel like I should fire him because he's like trying to sabotage me. I got some garlic here. All right. Can't have Christmas without garlic. You know, smash these cloves oh, up. 
You know how to uh, 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 take the shell off of a shrimp at all there, Charles? Well, I'm not really interested in learning because I just don't you like don't them that touch much. It. They're not that good. The, Shrimp are basically just disgusting bugs, and they the taste okay, but not good. Be, producer said you'd, I'd be telling you. So if he doesn't want to touch it, okay, so I'll cook it then, I guess. Yeah, I'll why don't you just it. do everything, and I'll just kind of watch. All right, so I'm going to put some salt and pepper and garlic on it, a little olive oil. Once the olive oil gets warm, let's throw a tab of butter in there, and let's throw down the shrimp. Ew, you yucky. know, Charles, the thing about shrimp is a lot of people, uh, they mess it up. They beef it up, you know? I oh, was, beef uh, it up. That I, makes it sound better. No, they beef it as in it was a mistake, not that they add beef to it. Hmm. I was hanging out with uh, uh, Drake, actually. It was at a... Uh, you know, it was before he hit me with the car at the kitten club and we were getting appetizers. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, he loves getting on the grill. You know, he always gets on the Instagram and out. He has us videotape and whatever. And, uh, you know, he cooked his shrimp for 20 minutes straight. And uh, I thought had a that grill? was I thought it was bad cooking. Yeah, it had a grill. And uh, he said, no, that's just how he likes it. So Is I it guess like on you the can dance cook floor shrimp however you want. Where, where was the grill exactly? It was in the back. It was behind a red velvet rope. Only women were allowed there. I could only look by leaning over the road oh, so you weren't but, really uh, hanging out with him but i was hanging out with him in the fact that i was yelling to him and he would look at me and smile and every once in a while you know all right well what have we got going on with these shrimp here well i'm cooking them up and uh you know it's basically like a garlic shrimp we want them to start curling up that means they're done you can get a little bit of searing at the side there we're going to go ahead and toss them in a little bit of white wine here, huh? I'm going to toss that down. Once this reduces, it looks like it's cooked all the way through. Let's put these on a plate here. And this is what makes it Christmas shrimp, Charles. Are you ready? I'm ready. I've been wondering. They didn't have any other, like, they didn't have any herbs or anything here. They didn't really have any. They said I couldn't use Parmesan. I was like, what about grits? You know, I'll go with the shrimp. And they're like, grits isn't for Christmas. And I'm like, well, the Christmas shrimp's made up. And then they said it wasn't. So I pretended to know what it is. But he said no pasta, no grits. So I guess it's just like plain shrimp on a plate here. And I'm just going to put some sprinkles on it, some red, white, and green sprinkles. And uh, Oh, very festive. That's it, you know. That's it. They also said I was going to be cooking two things, you know, so uh, they were like, you know, you know, they said, just make spaghetti or something. I said, well, would you guys have that? And, then, you know, I'll make my own noodles. I'll make my own sauce. They were Your producers were like, we don't have the time for that. So just get some. So these are some store-bought noodles that I cooked earlier. And uh, this is some like pasta sauce in a can. So, uh, well, if you got pesto, I, a, it would be red and green like Christmas. If I, it was pesto, I don't also. have. I they don't have any pesto. I don't. They didn't. I don't have any basil. I don't have any. Now this is just reminding me of Congress, nuts. to be honest, because there's red like the Republicans, but there's no green. They party. told me not to bring any of my own stuff. They said they would have stuff here for me to cook. So, okay, well, I'll eat a bite of this pasta. I can stick I'm not, around I'm not for like a song if you want me. No, to sing no, a song no. We don't or need or that. Like we already got that. songs planned. Yeah, I can do like a. Why don't you eat the shrimp and I'll eat a bite of this pasta and we'll get this shit out of here. Okay, I'll. Yep. It's, uh, we'll move it's garlic this to the shrimp with sprinkles table. on Maybe it. It's not very it. good, but uh, you know, I don't want the people at home judging my cooking based off of off of this because well, I really wasn't allowed to bring my own ingredients. I really wasn't allowed. Well, you should have just done it anyway. This is a function. big chance for you, and you blew it. If you really well, cared, you would have showed up. Them in I had here. my, you know, I made my own chicken broth. I was going to do something light, and, and you know, they they confiscated it. The producer, you know, he said I couldn't have it. I brought it in anyway. He took it out of my dressing room. Okay, when I was well, a, a real number. celebrity chef makes demands that are unreasonable to others. And but that's why they're they're a star because they demand so much. And everyone right. thinks they're a dickhead, but they respect the power and the money that they accrue. 
from being a yeah. dickhead. It just seems like you don't really have the juice. It's funny that I well, saw you on Who's Got the Juice because you don't have the juice, my friend. Well, it feel you know it does it does feel like I was kind of set up. Now it feels like this is almost like a character assassination. Well, no, if you made a good dish, I would have said this like, is my I can't chef. cook. I like I know how to cook. You okay, know, well, I'm celebrity. I'll, chef, I'll believe it when I just, see it. But okay, well. Um, well, maybe we should just move on. Thank All you. Right, uh, dip, well, dip spill, yeah. everybody. These are wonderful Christmas yeah. shrimp. Yeah, thank you. All right. Delicious. You know, we got a lot of fun planned today, but Christmas is also a time of giving thanks and giving recognition. And although we all know that Christmas is on December 25th, I just wanted to take a moment for a Kwanzaa acknowledgement, acknowledging the fact that Kwanzaa is coming up on the 26th. Now, let's go to the phones, shall we? Let's see who's calling in now. Mm, hello, you're on the air. Charles, what the fuck are you doing? It's Branson. Is, oh my God. Br- how did you get this why are, number? Why were you, 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 we were supposed to have something planned and, and you we were flying in. We landed at the airport. I got like 10 missed calls. The, the credit card for the LLC is like just going bonkers. Like, why'd you buy so much spaghetti sauce? Like, what's, what are you doing? Are you like shooting something? Well, how did you, it, it seems like you, why did you call me? How'd you even get this number? This isn't my cell phone. This is a, a number for a thing, for a different thing. I Googled it. I'm, I was Googling it. I was like, you know, he called you. Andrew was texting you. You didn't respond right, well, to anything. I, I think you're, you're breaking up. I, mean, I can barely hear, you, I can you, barely hear you what you're saying about right it. Check your, your, your thing. You're doing some, Chris, you don't even like Christmas. Yeah, like, why that's, would not, you even that's do neither that? here nor there. You scheduled something across the country so we can't even be there. And now you're just doing like what? You're doing your own Christmas special? Like you're going to be famous or something? Like who's pay who? Let's maybe go to another caller. You're on the air. Who is who am I speaking to here? Hello, hello. You that can you can you speak up? Hello, who is this? Can you hear me? Hello, who is this? Who's this? <laughs> Why'd you call if you don't know who this is? This is Hank. Tank. Hank. Oh, Hank. Okay, that's a much more normal name. Okay. Hank, this, are you are you here to donate to the charity or what are you calling for? Huh? What's what, what are you calling? When do I get it? When do I get it? You think you you want something? Is that what do I win? Nothing. Hello? Yeah. Who's this? Hank, who are you talking to? Well, you to? just called into... Can't hear you. You just called Hank. into Charles Austin's reluctant Christmas special. Is it my sister, Margaret? Shut up. Who's who is that? this? No, who's that? Don't worry about it. You... So you don't have anything to say, really, right? You're not donating? You're not calling in, really? Who donated? Uh, a lot of folks, even phone. this this guy I'm earlier who was saying that he's a teacher, but he's probably actually a, a Herman Miller salesman from the way he was talking. Uh, he donated and he wasn't even, he didn't even seem very happy. It's a salesman. Shut up. And it, what I win. Well, you think I'm a salesman, but you also think you want something. What's the price? Well, would you like to donate to studies for kids perhaps while you're on the line? Huh? 
Mm. Leave the line open. She's gonna call long distance. I'm handling you. it. Don't you always get to use the phone? I'm doing my stuff. I told her to call at eleven. I'm doing my stuff. No, you stop. You know, so Hank. I think I I'm gonna have it? to let you go unless you have something to say. Who? Hank. Oh, I said. I said what I win. Is that Margaret? <sighs> hmm. Well, we could probably be here all day at this rate. Hank, just keep tuning in, okay? If you're not tuned in, then go turn on Charles Austin's Reluctant Christmas Special, and you'll see what it's all about. It's for a good cause. Okay, I'll see you next week. Okay, see you next week, Hank. Okay. Stupid senile old man. Probably doesn't have any money to donate either. All right, well, now that that's behind us, why don't we say hello to very special actual celebrity guest, Chris Metzen, who is here for his Christmas cigars segment. Chris, how, how does this Yuletide season have you feeling? Oh, thanks, Charles, for having me on. I'm uh, absolutely stoked to be here. As you know, I love Christmas. Uh, one of the reindeer quests of World of Warcraft was uh, Metzen the Reindeer, <laughs> named after yours truly. So that was a little Easter egg we did back in the day. Oh, I noticed um, that. And I wanted to talk about, uh, I recently came back as a writer on World of Warcraft. We have three upcoming expansions that we announced earlier this year at BlizzCon. The War Within, Midnight, and The Last Titan. The next one will be The War Within. We're very excited. We got a lot of cool stuff to come ahead. I can't tell you everything right now, but we're very excited. And uh, I hope we see you in Azeroth. Oh, is that a real place? I always thought it was like fictional. Well, it's in the game. It's in World of Warcraft. That's the world oh, that takes place. Oh, like you, you want to yeah. see me in the game. Okay, I thought you were like yeah. talking about you and me actually like maybe going on vacation together. Well, maybe we like, could. Maybe we'll figure something out. <laughs> oh, that, that would be great, honestly. But So you're here to talk about these Christmas cigars. Now, what makes a cigar a Christmas cigar? Oh, yeah. So we have something very special that we've done. Um, we've, we've collaborated with a bunch of different people, spice companies, cuisines, um, perfume companies and we've all come together to make these amazing christmas cigars some of them smell like a douglas fir some might smell like oh, wow. cinnamon some smell might smell like a yuletide log burning so it's a little bit uh something for everybody mom dad and the kids even you know that's that's interesting because i've never really thought of it this way before but a cigar is like a candle you can smoke so that's why exactly would it right. not have those kind of scents? Like, that's fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. It's going to be a Christmas like no other from now on. Wow. Well, what do we have here? Maybe we should spark one of these up. Well, let's do it. Uh, this one right here, this is the Nutmeg Cinnamon. Uh, I also like to, uh, these one, this one uh, particularly are dipped in eggnog and dried. Oh my God. So it has a little bit of eggnog flavor egg to it. Eggnog is kind of gross. So I think I'm looking for something, a cigar with a more bathy scent. Like maybe this frozen winter lake over here. That sounds pretty good. Right, right, right. And I was thinking last year, I was like, I was sitting around thinking, I was hanging out with MJ and I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we had Christmas cigars. We could smoke them around Christmas time. Oh my God. And did he think that was cool? Oh yeah, Michael. Michael supports all of my ventures. He's one of my business partners, actually, and uh, he's one of the partners. Uh, he's got a lot of shares in this. So, oh really wow, we should have had him off. on the show. He's like an actual. We're working celebrity. with Bath and Body Works. We're gonna have our cigars in Bath and Body Works, and uh, wow. they're gonna be selling about. 
it depends on which ones you get, but generally the the baseline ones are going to be about ninety eight ninety nine for one. Wow. You know, you really Which thought a about great price if you the know consumer cigars. here, because whenever I go to Bath and Body Works, I'm like, the humidor is looking a little thin today. I'm going to stock that thing up with all kinds of fragrant cigars, huh? Right. And you could even smoke these cigars if you're just, you know, you're out celebrating, you're at a, a Christmas wedding, or if you're just at home relaxing and you're Arnold Madsen for Madsen and Shoebill mid-century MS-30 Danish Tiki's lounge chair. Oh, my God. I'm on island Which time already. Which I have two of. <laughs> oh, of course, you for you and a guest, maybe Michael Jordan, perhaps sometimes. It is. Well, it is Michael Jordan. He's no one else is allowed to sit in that. Well, uh, now that we're just two guys sitting here smoking these cigars, you know, Chris, I couldn't help but notice that you were uh, you had your eye on those Jingle Bell dancers earlier. Oh, I saw those Jingle Bell dancers. They, they had some great moves. They had some great moves. Don't get me wrong. I was even thinking, like, what if I took a? It'd be cool if I took like a fishing pole and I hung a, a mistletoe over them. Oh, hmm. Well, I think there's like an issue of consent there where the, the mistletoe didn't consent to be hung in that spot, perhaps. But I thought maybe we, I could like, uh, I could cut back next year. I could dress up as like a Santa, maybe like a cool, like manly Santa. Like I have a sleeveless shirt and then I dance with them. He has like boots oh. and like a motorcycle. Well, what did you like think of the Jingle cigars. Bell dancers' outfits while we're on the subject? Could we improve those too? Well, I don't know if I could say it out here when I would do those uh, those those outfits. I'd make I'd just make it maybe a little less material, if that makes sense. You wouldn't add any skulls or any leather or anything. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Some leather, oh, okay. if they're leather skulls, some spikes, horns, bones, zippers. Well, Chris, I got to thank you for the cigar here, but uh, did you bring enough for all the Jingle Bell dancers? Because it looks like they could use a puff as well. I brought enough for everybody. This is my present to all of you. Each of you have a case with your names on them. Yeah. They have the names of the Jingle Bell dancers. Everyone in the audience, look under your seat. You might all find a little the, gift. All of the Holly Jolly Shredders will get a box of Chris Metz's Christmas cigars. Wow. Well, Chris, it looks like Christmas came early today. And also, your name is the first part of Christmas, so your name came early in um, the sequence of letters of Christmas as well. So Merry I gotta Christmas. Just, <laughs> that's right. I got to thank you for all that you do and all that you've done today, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you real soon. Just so you know, I want to make sure everyone knows that about 2% of all of our proceeds will go to Studies for Kids today, so thank you. Oh my God. Christmas came early again. Thank well, you, it's Chris. Christmas Day. Thank you, Charles. Now, I know we've had a lot of great celebrity guests who we actually want to be here. Our next guest, unfortunately, gave us a little money. It wasn't even a lot of money. Honestly, it was like 50 bucks to help put this thing together. So I'm not even sure why we like acquiesced for so little money. But we have a man here who uh, has paid in order to be, sing to be able to sing his Christmas song, which is called Cool Christmas. So please welcome Walt Tremblay. Cut the music. I told him I don't want it to I need to say something first. I'm not going straight into the song. I had I had a whole thing I wanted to say. Well, that was your walk-on. It was like walk-on music so that's not awkward when you walk on. If there was it no just, music, it would be awkward to stand here while you walk for like a minute. The song, and nothing is happening. To pe people think, "Oh, it's it's you know, Walt Tremblay he is to sing a song." They're not thinking anything. They don't know the you. They don't no, care about you. They're thinking I'm going to start singing immediately. I'm not ready to sing. I assure you their expectations are already very low and you've just lowered them even more by fumbling wanted, your walkout. I'm not fumbling. I'm not, I'm doing everything you already correctly. Fumbled. I feel like I'm doing great at this. 
I feel like I'm doing good. I have a natural charisma about me. I I can handle the situation. I can handle the stage. Hello, everyone. Don't turn the music on. I'll let you know when I'm ready to sing the song. Uh, My name is Walt Tremblay. I've spent three years writing a Christmas song called Cool Christmas. Were you working on that year round or were you just taking out the lyrics for about an hour every Christmas? Whenever I could, you know, if you know, there's there's a lot of happenstances that come up in life that derail you from working on your Christmas song for sometimes two months, you know, sometimes three months, sometimes it's only a day, sometimes it's a whole year. You know, I lost a lot of time working on the Christmas song. I don't want people to think I was working on it, you know, three years straight. I think people but can I judge the quality of it by just hearing it. I don't think you need to explain all this shit to everybody. I don't In think 2020, they, I, think I decided that there needs to be a new Christmas song. There hasn't been a new Christmas song since Mariah Carey, and I think she just redid some of the old ones. So I said, I'm going to write the lyrics to a new Christmas song, you know, and who, you know, I had some trouble at the beginning because, you know, I, I am a divorced man and, you know, I live alone. Um, you know, I, I have a series of ailments that, you know, prevent me from experiencing Christmas in, in the way that don't turn the music on. You keep the music off. I told you, I'm not going to sing. I'm not just some pushover who's going to I think this time they're turning it on to play, to play you off. Like it's the Academy Awards or something. I'm not doing, I'm not just some patsy that's going to sit here and let music boss me around. Somebody wants to come out here, you're going to drag me off. Then we're going to have a problem. I don't look, want to get look, heated. It's supposed to be look, a Christmas song. I don't even I don't want to be here. I don't even have to be here. I don't even like Christmas. Say my thing. I don't have to do this. We don't even have to do this. Did I don't you write even a like song? I, did anyone else here write a song? Does anyone yeah, else I here did. have I a actually, Christmas yes, song? I, I actually have a Christmas song. Yes, I do. All right. Okay. So just let me get it. I wanted to write a new Christmas song because there's a lot more, you know, there's a lot new, a lot of the new songs don't really hold up. You know, it's a lot of Kelly Clarkson, you know, Megan Trainor Megan stuff Trainor, like she's that. Done a bunch. And yeah, she's done a bunch. They'll of try them. to do like the new, the new songs never hit. So I was like, I think I can find it up. So I, I've been working on this real long, but you know, I, I, I did say, you know, I, it was, you know, I floated the idea and people said, yeah, you can sing a song. And it was a lot of precious. So I didn't want to back out, but just bear with me. Cause the song's not a hundred percent complete. Oh geez. All right. You can play I the guess music. That's good. Now. So that it's not very long. It's a cool, cool Christmas. You know, the snow is going to start coming down. And then the family the goes family crazy, goes starts crazy. singing Christmas songs. Christmas and then you got songs. your mistletoe and that mistletoe. goes above. And people, they got to kiss under it. And then the chestnuts are hot because the fire's going. Wonder when my grandpa's going to come in because I'm a little kid. Walt, if I may... I got a few suggestions. Cool, cool Christmas. This is my song, though. I'm just making some suggestions because it seems very tuneless from where you're at right now. Is this? Did they cut? Is my mic still cutting? Or they just? It just seemed like you could use a little help. Well, what about this? What if you go take a seat in the audience and I show you how it's really done? I mean, you guys got a seat saved for me. They said there were no more tickets. Well, you can if sit I on could, the floor. They probably said because they didn't because you were talking too much and they didn't want to accommodate you. But you can just sit I, on the floor. You know, I'll I'm, give you permission. Okay, I'm you're not going to get any of those cigars though. If you're on the floor, you're not going to get those cigars row, from Chris Metzen. Bad. Mr. Metzen right. was very generous to give those to everybody. It's warm in here. I like it. I'll go have a seat. No problem. All right. Thank you, everyone. That was cool Christmas. I'm going to try to put it up on iTunes. Well, you know, Mr. Tremblay's song there got me thinking about this time of year and. This is the most holly jolly time of year. I think all of us are familiar with that. But it's also the most tree splacialist time of year. Yes, Christmas, 
makes me feel quite trespassless. And I'm this is coming from a guy who doesn't even particularly care about Christmas. So in that spirit, I would like to sing the song. It's the most trespassless time of year. This is the time of the year for us. Christmas is here. It has always been thus. This season makes me feel so trespassless. When Christmas is here, I just can't get enough. It's the most trespassless time. And the eggnog is tasting so fine. So come sing a song and do not blush, for this Christmas is truly trespassless. It's a trespassless time indeed. Friends are enjoying their Christmas mead. And if you are ever in need, you can just remember this trespassless creed. Yes, it's the most trespassless time, and the eggnog is tasting so fine. So come sing a song and do not blush, for this Christmas is truly trespassless. Thank you, thank you. It's better than my song. Yeah, I mean, honestly, again, I have I haven't really stressed this enough, perhaps, but I really don't care that much about Christmas. Honestly, it seems like it's for babies, like eighteen and under. You should get really excited about Christmas, and that 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 excitement should wane every year. I think, like when you're five or six, you should be going crazy. By the time you're like seventeen or eighteen, it's like uh, I could have bought this PS5 game myself, but it's kind of nice that you bought it, you know. Um, I guess you know we need to kind of pick up the cheer here pick up the merriment a little bit uh but we're not going to do that because i just realized it's time for the moment of silence for all those who died this year if we could have a little silence okay that was enough silence Is that a and Is that it? and uh maybe we could have a moment of cheering for all who lived this year live Hey, not bad. Uh, I think I hear the phone ringing again. Let's check in on the on the callers here. Hello, Dude, you're on Andrew, the air. He's doing a fucking Uh-oh, Christmas fuck. special. Not this again. Fuck. Charles, yeah. what are you doing? He's on. He's doing a Christmas special. I told you. Well, you guys said you didn't want to do a Christmas episode this year, and even though I think Christmas sucks, and I'm the least holly or jolly or trespassless of all of us. I decided it was incumbent upon myself to do it because no one else was going to do it this year. You told us you were going to meet us in Hawaii. Yeah, you said I it was for you team that. building. But, you know, Pot About List, they have, like, canceled on us like, because Branson was being shady. And then you guys canceled because you were being shady. So it we was didn't cancel anything. I didn't cancel anything. I'm always shady. I know you're always shady. That's why, anything. You that's why you didn't even come up with a Christmas idea this year. I We could have had Christmas ideas. We never discussed it, Charles. And then you shut us out. I, you can see, the whole TV special by yourself, Charles. It. I didn't discuss it because I didn't want to do a Christmas special. You but even then said now, you, couldn't, you didn't have time to pack luggage or bring a carry-on. So I brought all this extra luggage of t-shirts and jeans just for you. I have like two cases of t-shirts and well, jeans. Well, you didn't bring you any. You a tiger. So what was you. I going to wear on my feet? It'd be pointless to go there. Be fucking barefoot in Hawaii. There's going to be all kinds of nasty sand on the ground. There's a nasty sand getting in my feet. Motherfucker. You'd bring your own shoes. You fly out. Like I just brought you extra clothes because you asked me. Your friends are not responsible to bring you shoes on vacation. A vacation that you did not intend to go to because you wanted to do a Christmas special. Because they're not responsible because they didn't even put together a Christmas episode this year. You did it behind our back. This is what that is. This is a weird betrayal. We even came up this with a cocktail on the flight called the Tropical Charles that we were going to make for you. It had real mango juice in it. You know how well, hard that I'm is doing to my get? own cocktail segment on my Christmas special, so I honestly don't even care. What Christmas special? Fucking- Look, 
you claim like I did this behind your back, but I was in front of your back when you guys decided not to do a Christmas special. And I didn't want to suggest it because I am the one who's If you're in front of my back, that's behind my back, Charles. You texted us an hour ago that you were boarding. That might have been my assistant. He's got an assistant. assistant? What did you? Who's you're your paying assistant? for an assistant? We didn't agree to that. Well, I didn't say that I'm paying the assistant. You have an assistant that you don't pay that lies That's to us for slave, free, Charles. Well, no, you pay. You pay my assistant out of the the E one account. But we're coming. That's over, neither Charles. here. Nor, this is about Christmas. This is not about the payroll. We're getting on a plane, Charles. We're coming okay. back. We're coming yeah, well, over we'll there. Probably be, right? We'll probably we're be done by the time out. you get They'll here. Ruin so. the Hawaiian vacation. Good luck. Yeah. Well, you're trying to ruin my Christmas special, but you're not going to do it. You're going to be too late. You're already too late to stop me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, fucking like, dude. Fuck fucking me. idiot. Fucking idiot. Fucking. You know dickhead. what I mean? You sound like a dickhead. You're on no, TV I was trying right to be like now. a villain. It's kind of like what a villain. It's like what a villain would say. It didn't land. You're on your own out there. Well, it doesn't matter if it didn't land because this is just a phone call. I mean, yeah, I guess we true. are being filmed before the it's studio audience. Filmed, yeah. so I am kind of wasting. On the TV I'm not right wasting. Now. You're the wasting their time. Working. I'm not wasting their time. I thought I was answering a call from some kind of listener. Who had something your, to say. I'm not supposed to be cursing either. No one's bleeped me. So what's I don't know who you have running for, it. Charles? Who, what's this charity for? What's this pledge about? You wouldn't understand anything about charity, so I don't even know if. You yeah, but would. what is the charity? What are you raising money it's for, called Charles? Studies for kids. It helps kids with studies. Like, are you working with Joel? Like, is it kids in schools? That sounds pretty good. It is kids in schools, but it's not really about school or studying. So it's not tutoring or... or and they don't have to be in school to qualify. Are you getting kids like school supplies, like books for when they go back to school or... Kind of, yes. There's books involved for sure. Oh, that's okay, great. So you're like right, giving kids books? All right. Well, all right at least right. it's like a pretty good... It sounds yeah, like a pretty good... That sounds okay. okay. to me. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys, you guys were talking about cocktails. I think I'm going to go do my cocktail segment right now, so I'm going to need to get out of here. You piece of shit. We're not going to forget well, that's this, That's not Charles. a very uh, holly or jolly thing this. to say around this Yuletide season. It's not very tree splacialist of you. Yeah, you're fucking... Yeah, did you, oh, Andrew, did you hear his song? He wrote a song. He had the time to write a fucking song for this. No, I didn't. I, I'm not, I didn't even know about this until like five minutes ago. Yeah, oh, I, Branson, you tuned in? Yeah, it's on at the airport. Oh, that's great. I forgot we struck that deal with CNN to get on at the yeah, airport. Yeah, it's muted, but it's captioned right now. Oh, okay. So oh, so you're watching yourself re- on, on CNN right now. I'm reading what I say. I can't hear my voice if I sound high-pitched or shrill or anything. Yeah, you kind of... Basically, if I was listening to this um, with only the audio and not the video, then I would think that you are Andrew and Andrew is you because of uh, oh, okay. how his voice sounds like a bigger and more respectable man than you do. You're such a little piece of shit. I'm so sick of the things. I'm so sick of the... All right, well, I'm going to get out of here make some Christmas attitude. cocktails. So okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. Sorry if anyone was, I hope everyone in the audience was not paying attention to that call. Sorry if you had to hear that, but let's continue the Christmas joy and tree splacialist cheer with our next celebrity guest. You might have seen him on Who's Got the Juice? Kirby Shorty, the shy medium. Kirby, why don't you get out here? Stop hiding behind that curtain. Get out here. Show us your beautiful face. Okay. Hi, um, hi, uh, everyone. My name is Kirby Shorty. I'm the shy medium. I was, uh, Blessed with the gift of divine astral projection, and I can talk with the dead. Oh my God. But I was also born with the curse of cr- crippling social anxiety that makes me nervous to talk to ghosts and the spirits of the dead. Well, you know, they have medicine for that. It's called booze, and it's actually the reason you're on the show today. I figured, or I had heard, you know, from your own PR person that you know a lot about spirits, so you should come out to make a cocktail. They, I, I, I thought she was being playful, you know, like doing a pun on spirits. So, but I, I really, really do drink. hope you know a lot about spirits. Like, I don't, I don't drink. 
Well, you need to because you're so shy. It would give you some social courage, probably. I said, yeah, they were like, you know, you like spirits so much. The producer was actually talking to me, and they said, you know, you like spirits so much, you should make some Christmas cocktails. I said, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I don't know any. And they just said, they said, do it. So I was trying. Well, how to do you think I look now? I the whole reason that you're doing the cocktails because of I thought that that funny little pun was actually like real, and it was actually well, I, has some I, skill. That's why, you know, I I tried to do it anyway. I said, oh, this is a big deal for me to be on TV and you show my gifts. Because if I have gifts, I guess I, I need to use them. Like, it's the right thing to do. So I made some cocktails that are inspired by some famous dead people and the kind of drinks that they make uh, themselves oh, okay. in the afterlife. Did and you so, speak with these uh, these spirits to ask them about what their favorite drink was? Um. Uh, hey, say Charles, uh do you know who do you know Bing Crosby? Oh, he's a famous crooner. Known I've, for singing uh, about White Christmas. It's probably a song about Joe Biden's mayo white bread ass in the White House, if you know what I mean. Sorry to get political, but I, I went to a party in heaven that I projected to and he was um hanging out on a cloud with Vern Troyer. Oh my god, Vern Troyer, wow. They were drinking cocktails. And um, I was. Did you ask him what him. was in it? No. Well, I I was gonna, and uh, I tried to circle around a, a few times, tell him like I'm a huge fan of his, but like every time I got close, I got nervous, and like Vern would laugh at something really big, and I was like, they don't, they don't, they don't want me there. And mm, so that's a good point. Lo- like, who are you I, compared to Bing Crosby, right? But I looked at his drink, and it, it was like a mostly brown drink, and it, it had ice in it. Okay, so it's and it's I, not I neat. Think I, it's on the rocks. I think, I think I saw an orange peel in it. So this is a drink I made. It's called the Bing Crosby. Um, okay, it's two parts whiskey. Here, I'll pour it. Oh, spilled a little. Um, and then this is a little bit of root beer, and then um, there's an orange slice in it. And then um, they said to make it more Christmassy. It's not really a Christmas drink, so I put. Uh, rosemary, a sprig of rosemary in it. I don't know if that's Christmas, but that's all I could find. Well, uh, you know, Kirby, it might have helped if you actually <sighs> drank because I think it sounds like what you're describing is that Bing Crosby was probably having an old fashioned, which does not have root beer in it. You probably yeah. would have known that if you if you drank, you probably could have eyeballed it. You know. Sorry. Oh, I, I don't really. Um. Hey, Charles, have you ever heard of our nation's first uh, president, George Washington? Does ring a bell. I don't remember what he did. I thought you know, he'd be like a cool his like. So I thought it would be cool. Um, so I went and uh, George Washington's um, in hell, and um, you know he was. I was going to ask him what his like f- his favorite drink was, but he just looked up at me, and his wrists were in flaming chains, and his wooden teeth were on fire. And oh my uh, he lord, told he probably wasn't that, in any mood to talk about his favorite yeah. drink, huh? Well, I before I got close, he kind of just screamed at me with his fiery teeth, and he told me that he would escape the chains of hell and roam the earth as an undead nightmare and go back to um, burning villages. And it made me throw up, hmm. and I got so scared, and I ran, and um, I made a drink. This is a gin and tonic. I don't know if it's for him, but it's uh, it's in his honor. Okay. It's just a straightforward gin and tonic. That's kind of good. The, also, the, he was British, right? And British people like gin and tonic. It's a pretty okay, good guess. Um, well, you know, hey Charles, I, I also, I, I'm not one so big sure. man that was known for his Christmas drinks was Genghis Khan. That's right. 
do, uh, they said that for the last segment, I should try to talk to him live. So is it okay if I do that? Oh my God. I we're going to have a real like stuff. medium ch- spirit channeling session here. Yeah. Well, maybe you want to gonna... take a sip of this gin and tonic first so that you actually have the courage to say something to Genghis Khan so you don't get scared like you always do. Okay. Um, here. Oh, oh God. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, focusing on the name Genghis Khan. I'm looking for him. And I've... There's his spirit. He's... Wandering the earth forever as a conquering ghost lost in the path. And, um, oh, sh- uh, he's standing in the field. What do I, like, what do you want me, like, what do I, like, what this should I? This is your idea. Just say, hey, Genghis, big fan. It's Christmas season, as you know. Um, I, I was wondering if I could know your favorite Christmas drink or drink more generally. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like I should wait until he, uh, like sees me or something like how long is this segment? Like, I don't know how the spirit world works. Like, can you manifest different outfits and stuff? Like maybe you could put like a press pass if you had like a little press hat or something. So he knows you're with the press. It's like a, like a blue version of myself. I think they know, but, um, I'll, um, um, Genghis. Um, fuck. Okay. Um, hold on. Did you say second. anything? I can't. I can't. No, I, well, I can't join your little uh, vision. Hold on, here. just just shut the fuck up. Just I'm sorry. I don't just. <sighs> okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So he's there, and I'm gonna ask him to make me a Christmas cocktail. I'm asking what kind of Christmas cocktail he has. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um. All right. Gang. Um. Genghis Khan. I speak to you from the other side, the side of the living, and. I uh, just wanted to, I'm not like a pussy I'm not like no I can no I just want to ask you like what kind of no but they were told okay I'm not a pussy I'm not like I'm not like a weak guy like I just okay well I okay I'm sorry like I just thought all right no I'm just I'm fucking being weird I'm being so fucking stupid never mind I'm fucking okay the science is over Okay, I'm sorry. I fucked it up. I don't know what he fucking drinks. I don't know what Genghis Khan's cocktail well, what is. What happened? What did you know. do? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking... He started saying he's called me a pussy, and, like, I was just, like, wanting to know, like, that. He was drinking... He said it was, like, fermented yak milk or something as fuck, and I... Oh, I, you got I an answer out know. of him. Hey. I didn't know what he fucking wanted me to say. I don't even know why I'm doing, like, Christmas cocktails. I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't Kirby, know anything. I don't Kirby, drink alcohol. calm down. I don't Kirby, fuck- you have a gift. Kirby, you have a gift. I don't fucking... I just think you need to be a little more confident. These fucking lights up here are so hot. I just... I think that alcohol uh, could make you more confident, Kirby. I'm telling you, it's the solution to all your problems. Milk here, and then he drinks that, and we'll add some whiskey to it, and then is lemongrass so all right well i'm not i made this an hour ago it already curdled um so you have to eat it with a spoon so i'm sorry i didn't know that i didn't know that milk and whiskey you made it an hour ago you just talked to genghis khan now i they told me to prep it and then talk to him and then pretend that hmm well i still think your power is kind of extraordinary even if this segment sucked so kirby we're gonna have to move on to a bigger and better celebrity but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you get out of here now. Kirby Shorty, everybody, the shy medium. Wasn't that fun? 
Now, we got a celebrity that I am personally really excited for here. Local Ford dealership owner, Jimmy Midgar. You might know his name from Midgar Ford down on Two Pumpkin Way here in Three Pumpkins, California. Let's hear a big hand for Jimmy Midgar. Woo! Jimmy, so excited to have a member of the business community here, someone who's doing it every day, someone who's really making sure that this community functions and this community can get around in one of your vehicles. Well, I sure just, I appreciate you having me on here today, Charles. Uh, We got a lot of great cars. We got a lot of great deals down at Midgar Ford. You need a new truck. You need a a new Ford Fiesta. You need, I mean, we got it all. You need a new Mustang. You know, you want to get dad that new Mustang finally for Christmas. He's always been hoping for that thing. I mean, I don't have a car because I don't really, I don't really need one. And it's kind of better not to have one if you don't have to, you know, like I just don't really need it but i think what you're doing for the community is is great well charles you know, charging you them money today, for vehicles you today or anyone else who comes down to ford midgar ford today can get a new ford f-150 2024 everything all you know everything included fully loaded we can give it to you for just a payment as low as a hundred dollars a month with 37 percent interest rate oh my it's god a great you talk deal. A- Talk a hard bargain there, Mr. Midgar. I can see why you're so successful in this business. No, I thank you. You know, what I love about the Ford F-150 is that the smallest and shittiest model is called the XL. You know, this is a welcome to America, baby. The XL. Yeah, that's a little baby piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, even the XL could get it done, even though it's quite small. But, you know, I'm sure you can get car, it done. But I'm looking at these. This if, you're, if your wife needs a truck, <laughs> get her the XL, right? That's right. That's right. I'm looking at this roster of vehicles, though, and I'm looking at the top of the line, the Raptor. I'm like, that's what I want. You know, if I uh, I don't want it because I don't want a car, but if I wanted it, I would want that Raptor. I can see like, you in one of those. I can see you oh, in one of those, yeah. Charles. I mean, I'm even thinking like the Velociraptor. You know, like you know, Alex Branson's Hawaiian House Party coming up soon. It's gonna have a real live Velociraptor there. And I imagine the feeling of seeing that Velociraptor in person is kind of similar to stepping behind the wheel and hitting that gas pedal in that Raptor. Oh, it's a lot of fun. You should come to a test drive, but even better, what if we work together? Alex Branch's Hawaiian House Party can have a live Velociraptor driving around in a Ford F-150 Raptor. Oh my God, that would be crazy. 2024. Let me me ask you a few questions though. Would that Raptor have an 18-inch chrome-like PVD wheels? It certainly would. And... Let's say it's a new vehicle, right? Is there a Ford Blue Cruise equipped 90-day free trial? Absolutely. And let's say the worst should happen and that Velociraptor has his vehicle stolen. Is there a one-year stolen vehicle services plan included? With every single truck. Wow, that's incredible. But let's talk numbers. I mean, is the max payload weight capacity... 2,445 pounds? Because if it's any less than that, it's not really going to work for my purposes. I mean, Charles, I gave you that list. Would I lie to you? Oh, that's a good point. I am just reading off your talking points now that you mention it. Listen, you come to Midgar Ford, we're going to make sure you're right, and we're going to make sure you leave with the vehicle no matter what. That sounds spectacular, Mr. Midgar. Um, I hope I'm not being too presumptuous here by assuming that if everyone looks under their seats, there might be a gift for them. Okay, I'm, it looks like people are looking under there now. There are no car keys under there. 
Nobody is getting a free vehicle today, apparently. So I'm sorry for even suggesting such a thing. I know that you, Mr. Midgar, I know it's tough to run a business and I know that you probably can't afford to do that for these people. I'm just sorry for getting their hopes up here. Well, I would like to say that we have partnered with Charles and Studies for Kids about 0.00001% of all sales from this week on 2024 vehicles will go towards one kid. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yes. Well, we're happy to do it. It's the time of the year to give back. That's going to change that one kid's life. I'll tell you that much. And maybe one day he can grow up and he can own his own dealership or maybe even own his own Ford F-150 Raptor. Well, let's hope he stays out of three pumpkins. You know, I don't really want him to compete with you, do we? I don't, quite frankly, I don't think he'd stand a chance. <laughs> oh, he could have a Chevy dealership. No one wants to buy that junk. Yeah, that's a good idea for that little kid to start a failing business. Fuck him, you know? In any case, Mr. Midgar, thank you for... I know you have a very busy schedule. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, I love to come on here every year, Charles. It's always a good time and see people giving back and really showing the true spirit of Christmas. Well, Jimmy, I hope we see you again next year, but we got to move on. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. You know, I'm glad that, that Jimmy Midgar mentioned studies for kids because it's so important what we're doing for these kids. And I think it's time we take another moment to talk about this program. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to illustrate the way it changes lives? Like we, I know we've talked in the abstract about what a good thing it is, but we haven't really gotten down to the nitty gritty. So I want Lane Svensson from Studies for Kids to come back out here. But I also have a very, very special guest. He's not a celebrity, unfortunately, but he's probably the most important guest of the night. Little Dirty Rodney, the Christmas Orphan. Come on out here, little dirty Rodney. Hello. Hello, everyone. Oh, oh he's got the British accent Rodney. and everything. Hello. Is that because there's so many derelict British in America that you pick that up on the streets? or? Well, just how I talk if you're a Christmas orphan, sir. Hmm. Well, after the, what the British tried to do to us in the war, you know, when we beat them... It kind of seems like they deserve to be derelict if they come to America. Well, now like, hold on, get, Chuck. Get your ass out of here. Dirty, little you. Dirty Rodney here was born here in Three Pumpkins. Fuck. I just want to thank you all for Wait, me you mean there's inside. people in this town who are poor? Unfortunately. Thanks for the warm meal. Uh, you know, if your charity could help me out, I could get a little, you know, maybe well, my own Cornish game hen or... The, well, we're not going to give you a Cornish game hen, but you we're going to build you a study in your house where you could eat your Cornish game hen while you read the classics, like Dickens or yeah. something. I'm a Christmas orphan, sir. I yeah, I know. You're a, very Dickensian. It seems like you would love Dickens. I don't have a home to put Everyone loves to read about in. their own life, basically. I was just hoping if I could get on TV and somebody, anybody could take me to a government building, take me, take me to the home. Wait, so could, you don't have a home? Let me have a... A bath or a shower I could I could use for even just one well, night. Here's the thing, little dirty Rodney. I don't think we're gonna I mean you should check with Lane Charity here, but I don't think we're gonna build a study in like a YMCA if that's where you're staying. Need you know what a, I mean? A study, really, they got their own fucking just, charity thing going on there. You know, if you had some gruel or you need any bowl. Why would food, I have gruel? Uh, I don't have to eat that shit. Very Jeez. good, Rodney. Very good. Have- now, folks, I wanna speak for a second. Every Christmas, millions of little orphans, just like little dirty Rodney are outside of people's homes, fogging oh up God. the glass, looking in That's on Christmas tragic. dinners of big, plump birds. Wow. If I could just wipe this dirt Cornucopias off of food spilling out all over the table, and they're all wishing that one day, just maybe one day, 
they could have their own study within their home. It's and that's why we're I here. Want, I want, you know, I wanted a, you know, a Christmas family. Is really well, little dirty Rodney. You're probably just like drinking steel reserve straight out of the can on the street out there. But what if you had your own brandy snifters you could pour your steel reserve into in your own study? Just a glass of water would be fine. It's free. Well, then go use a tap. There's taps everywhere. You could go find a tap yourself. We don't need a water charity. We got free water everywhere. What are you talking about? If I could have maybe a bottle of it and I could bring it with me. A bottle of steel reserve? You know where to find that, you little ragamuffin. If I could could have anything, you know, I... I just I don't need an Arnold Madsen for Madsen and Schubel mid-century MS30 Danish Teak Easy well, lounge chair. Well, if you're chair. lucky, well, Rodney, you, you might win a Arnold Madsen for Madsen lounge chair. I, or you know, if you could let me, if you look, have an empty room in your house, little Charles, dirty I Rodney, stay you, you think you I, don't need that chair, but that's because you've never actually sat in one. I won't bother you if at you all. If you sit in it, I you'll never sit in another chair there. again. In the morning, Oaks. you won't even see me. I'll be gone Charles, if that could help me. Uh, I have to apologize. Rodney's a little tired. We had the Today Show this morning. And Rodney, we better get you to sleep soon because yeah. you have the view tomorrow. We got to have you He seems a little cranky. Snuff. If I could just get a blanket when I sleep, it, it, you know, if I could get a sink, Well, you'll have a hearth. Have you'll have a hearth to... in your study. You don't need it's a blanket just, when you have a hearth. I really just, I don't want to go back in the cage. You won't. You're going to get a study. Once you get a house, first you get a house, get a house and come back and we're going to get you a study. How about that? How about we make that bargain there, Rodney? Can you keep up I'm your end of the deal? We'll keep up ours. I don't know how to get to house. I'm just a poor, dirty boy. Well, why don't you clean some fucking chimneys? Folks, I know that you look at someone like Rodney. You see he's only a foot tall. And you think... I'm very sick. My, my legs are so don't, skinny. Don't interrupt me. Sorry. You look sir. at them and you think, how could a child like this even utilize a study they can barely see over the desk well folks we also will give them enough books to put beneath their bottom so they can sit at the desk and oh sign God. contracts with their fountain pens that's wonderful i love books mm-hmm. can i have charlotte charlie and the chocolate factory mm-hmm. is that part of the charity can i why don't you go check it out at the library little dirty rodney this is going to be more like Ulysses in like real books. Between you and me, folks, I got him Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the nice cage to sleep in and stay in. And, you know, if I could use the bathroom, uh, take a bath in a sink or something, I'll be out of your hair. Well, I think you've uh, inconvenienced us enough already, little dirty Rodney. So what do you say we move on? Little Dirty Rodney the Christmas Orphan, everybody. Let's give him a hand. If anyone could just take me somewhere, just get me Not literally. I don't mean literally give him a hand in, in like the sense of giving him a hand like in that figure of speech. I mean the figure of speech of clap for him and not care about his plight and just walk him off. I'll be outside if anyone wants a new boy. You know, seeing a disgusting little derelict like Little Dirty Rodney kind of puts me in the mood for a heartwarming Christmas story. So, if the audience doesn't mind, I would like to quickly read A Tale of Christmastime Delight, entitled The Yuletide Plum. You know, it would have been nice to read this story for Andrew and Branson if they had bothered to show up, but they didn't, because they didn't even care about Christmas this year, even though I don't care about Christmas, and somehow I'm doing the Christmas special even though I don't even care about Christmas, and I made such a stink on the gods of podcasting about how I think Christmas is stupid and the Grinch has some good ideas. And yet it falls upon me to read the tale of the Yuletide Plum. 
Now, for those who are not familiar, this story takes place during the Yuletide, which falls roughly within the Christmas season most years. It's kind of like Hanukkah, where I think the Yuletide kind of moves around a little or whatever. Maybe it's based on like the moon, like the tide. I, I don't actually know. But I, my impression is that the Yuletide ebbs and flows just like a normal tide. And during high tide, Christmas spirits are going crazy. Everyone's having fun and giving presents. And then it kind of recedes very dramatically after that. And in January, everyone is sort of metaphorically like a beached whale or whatever. They get stuck on the sand and all the Yuletide cheer is gone and whatever. But in any case, that's sort of the context for this story. Now, there once was a little boy who was so little and insignificant that he didn't even get named in the story. The only thing he wanted that Christmas was a magnificently purple Yuletide plum. It sounded so yummy to him, and it would just make his Christmas day. However, his wicked, mean parents said, We wanted to get you a PS5 like all the other kids are getting. A plum's a stupid-ass thing for a kid in 2023 to want because it's so basic and you could get it in the grocery store for like 50 cents anytime. There's no way we're getting you something so stupid. And he said, but parents, all that I ask for is a Yuletide plum, just a single, simple Yuletide plum this Merry Christmas season. You know, Christmas Day came. He reluctantly went down to the tree to see what he had and he opened it up. And it turned out it was a PS5 with the Spider-Man game. And he started crying so much that in his fury, he ran out the door and never came back again. It was a very snowy Christmas. And some people who live inside think that a white Christmas is nice. But for a little boy on the streets with no home but to return to, a white Christmas is extraordinarily cold. And he was getting frostbite on his little toes. So he decided, why don't I hop onto a nice warm train where I can travel around the country and find a family who will give me a Yuletide plum? And he jumped into a train car on that very old-fashioned train. And there happened to be a bunch of nice blankets and stuff in there so he could warm up. But then from under a pile of blankets jumped a hobo. And the little Christmas boy said, oh my God, a hobo. I hope you're not like one of those disgusting homeless guys like you know like kind of like a dirty little Rodney kind of style disgusting homeless person and he said no I'm a hobo a more friendly and fun mythological homeless person who you don't need to be afraid of and well that hobo lit a candle and he said little boy I got you a special gift for Christmas. And the little boy said, I have a gift for you too. And he handed him a hundred dollar bill because the little boy assumed that all homeless people are secretly God. And his parents had taught him to give them money just in case. And the hobo said, your money is no good here, but he took it anyway. And he put it in his pocket and he said, your money's no good here. But little boy, I wanted to tell you something. I got you a present. And he opened his palm, and in his palm was the most purple, sparkling Yuletide plum that has ever been seen before or since. It was like a Guinness Book of Records style of Yuletide plum. It was that good. And the little boy was so excited. He said, Hobo, this is so crazy that you would do this for me. And even my evil-ass parents would not even consider doing such a thing. You are so incredible, Hobo. And then the hobo said... 
yep, I'm glad that I could help. But can I ask for your name, little boy? And that little boy's name was Jesus Christ. It turned out the whole time that God wasn't the homeless guy. Jesus Christ was the little boy. And the hobo now was definitely going to heaven because he did such a nice thing for Jesus. The end. You know, I don't really believe in the Christmas spirit. And I think that we could get by as adults without really celebrating. And like kids could just celebrate it on their own because it's a very childish ass holiday. But when I read a story like that, I see why children like Christmas so much because it's such a great opportunity to get a plum and make it feel special instead of like a trip to the grocery store, you know? We knew you'd end up seeing how great Christmas actually is, Charles. He always knew. Branson and Andrew, what are you doing here? Well, You thought we didn't get you anything, Charles? We heard your beautiful Christmas story and we thought, there's no way that deep inside Charles' spirit that there isn't someone, a little boy in there, who loves Christmas. That's, well, uh, I guess, you know, I, I, I'm thinking back, I'm thinking about that little boy who turned out to be Jesus Christ and how excited he was to get a plum. It reminds me that I used to like to get video games when I was a baby, you know, when I was like eight or whatever, like a baby, and I would get like a GameCube, but that used to make my day. I guess well, Christmas you've been is fun. You've been giving everyone the gift of gift of great entertainment. I think it's about time, don't you think, Andrew, that maybe Charles is the one who gets a gift for me? But I don't even like gift giving. Well, it seems like you've turned a corner. Maybe you'll like these. Okay, let me see. Let's open this up. A live TV here, folks. This is what happens. Do you like it? It's a funny comics, cute cartoon, kitchen cooking adult apron for birthday gift. Parentheses. Which is a bunch cheap. of fucking trash. No, this is like a barbecue grill apron that you put on. In the background, it's like a guy's ripped naked chest. And then in front of where his dick would be, there's a sheep blushing. So you can wear this yeah, obviously and it'll never look like you're this. having like sex trash. with a sheep. It's, it's so fucking it's funny. stupid. It's embarrassing. Dude, it's funny. What is it's everyone else in my building going to think when I wear that? Like, I, I never explained to them that I do a podcast. It'd be embarrassing right. to explain Charles, what this is. Charles, you got you such a nice gift, and you're not even being joke. grateful. You didn't it's even a open mine trash. yet. Fine, what's your gift, Andrew? What's your gift? Open it. All right, fine. Here we go. I'm sure this is going to be great, too. He's going to like it. I think he's going to like it. All right. Ah, is that cool? Well, what is it? It's a glow-in-the-dark sandbox set. It's got the shovel, the bucket, so you can build sandcastles. And it glows in the dark. What the shovel does or the sand? There's no sand. It's a bucket and a shovel. Like so for, there's you no go fucking. To the beach. Sa- it's just a bunch of trash too. For you can get your own also. sand. That's the cheapest stuff for part babies. of it. He like a game game cube, like a it goes in dark. Not, not this fucking garbage. He doesn't fucking get Christmas. I don't know. I don't we want this. Hawaii. I'm not going to throw it away because it's new, but it's trash. Now I have to get rid of this. This is my burden to bear. Now this is just a bunch of fucking junk. Well, you know what? We gave it a try. You know what? I was going to give you a football uprights whiskey decanter set with glasses, gifts for men, fully personalized decanter for liquor, tequila, bourbon. It's a a decanter that's shaped like a football goalpost, and you can pour it out of both sides of the goalpost. I already have a decanter, and I I don't use it because I just just pour out of the bottle. You know, the bottle right. exists for a reason, so you can pour he out. He doesn't of it. get the point of Christmas. Everyone, yeah, everyone Christmas that's sucks. in that's the audience, you're supposed you to wasted give your to time babies, as a man that hates men. Christmas, who is doing a Christmas special out that's of That's because you guys wouldn't specifically even do it. to his friends, doing it for some <sighs> stupid charity that doesn't I was help doing anybody. It for the listeners, but it turns out that I never should have done it, I guess, because you guys are just get mad at me uh, for doing all the and work. And I think I was going to get him some glow in the dark DR high def neon multicolor K3 coated electric guitar strings. 
Well, that sounds really just, stupid too. It looks, it probably looks insane to have glowing. They're probably such bad material. Like, there's a reason guitar strings don't glow because uh, good material for strings doesn't glow. Listen, all six strings are coded for improved performance and corrosion resistance. Oh yeah, improved performance. Yeah, it's probably improved fucking glowiness. You know, that's Charles. Not, I was going to get you a 750 Charles. ounce. No, you, I don't, you weren't going to get me any of this. Please, Pen-G. please Charles. don't do it. I don't want any of this exercise. If water jug for gym, yoga, running outdoors, and cycling. Okay, well, you guys ruined Christmas. If I were to give you those, you would have read on the box that DR's neon strings are the first coated strings to make no apologies. Well, they should apologize right to me because I, if I, well, I guess I didn't receive them. If I received them, I, they would owe me an apology. But I, I think you had the. You- the restraint to not buy them. I was going to get you an 11 ounce bourbon scotch wiskey glass. I hate everyone equally. Best eleven dad ounces. gift son very, for him, daughter, son, wife, birthday present glass. idea for men, guys. All right. Well, you guys single-handedly ruined Christmas. I hope you know it's your fault that I still think Christmas is for babies and that the Grinch had some good ideas. Yeah. All right. Well, you Maybe he would have understood it if I got him a Spalding basketball collaboration, number five rubber Spongebob basketball. And to believe, Charles... I was going to visit the Dazzlute store to get you a gag gift, novelty gifts, humor, present idea for birthday, Christmas, Father's Day. A 10-ounce whiskey glass that says, sorry, no hoblo fucktardo. Funny <laughs> gift for men, boss, dad, boyfriend, sarcastic gag Well, gifts. I'm glad that you didn't buy that. But, its color uh, is transparent. Its special feature is okay. That it's well, that durable, seems fine. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks it. everybody for coming to the show. We raised a lot of money for a good cause, but Branson and Andrew ruined it. I was going to get us some AFU men, women's LED flashlight rain okay, jacket well, sure pants. I can already tell something I don't want to do. So everybody, thank you for coming out to the show. Thank you for all the donations. All the fun, all the last we had before these guys. The LED lights and batteries. Funny guys. Funny guys. Funny guys.